Before we begin the special world report with a friend of Mechigoria, we're going to read to you Our Lady's message which she gave today through Maria in Mechigoria. It's important to understand that over the past few days, a friend of Mechigoria has been working on and praying through this broadcast. It was actually recorded several days before this message was given today. And what we saw when we read Our Lady's words is that it was a complete outline to everything that he had already spoken about in the Special World Report broadcast that you're going to hear tonight. So we're going to begin first with Our Lady's message, and then we will go immediately into the Special World Report with a friend of Medjugorje. Our Lady of Medjugorje's January 25th, 2021 monthly message for the world. Dear children, I am calling you at this time of prayer, fasting and renunciation, that you may be stronger in faith. This is a time of awakening and of giving birth. As nature, which gives itself, you also, little children, ponder how much you have received. Be joyful bearers of peace and love, that it may be good for you on earth. Yearn for heaven, and in heaven there is no sorrow or hatred. That is why, little children, decide anew for conversion, and let holiness begin to reign in your life. Thank you for having responded to my call. This is a special world report with a friend of Mejigoria. Tonight, you must think. You must go into deep thinking. Reasoning, looking at the signs. I'm asking you the question, if Our Lady was not here, will the world be here? Or would it not be here? How can anyone answer that question? It can't be if you don't believe in the apparitions, or you're not following what Our Lady's doing for the last almost 40 years. But if you've been following, you will know what she said. Because she did confirm repeatedly that had she not come, you wouldn't be here listening to me, nor would I be here talking to you. Is that sarcasm? Is that exaggeration? It's Our Lady who January 25th, 1991 said, Satan is strong and wishes not only to destroy human life, but... Also, nature and the planet on which you live. Is that one statement enough to tell you that if she's not here, you nor I would be? But how do we know that? Because the lady continues saying, God sent me to you so that I can help you. And then she tells us how to save the world. Grasp for the rosary. Already, the rosary alone can do miracles in the world. Is that out of context? She just said, 
destroy the planet. That's the world. And she gives us a warning again through a thank you by saying, thank you that you will not betray my presence here. That's a lot to contemplate. And these messages have been out there for everyone. And the bishops haven't picked it up. They haven't opened themselves to it. And much of the Medjugorje world hasn't picked it up. Nobody talks about these things. And yet now we see the reality that the world is in a deep chasm that only the Virgin Mary can pull out through her people, through her children. Going from the 1991 statement, we jump to February 2nd, 2012. Because we still don't understand Our Lady, she repeats something very important. She says, you continue to be deaf and blind as you look at the world around you. And you do not want to see where it is going without my son. There we are talking about the world again. The world is in trouble at this moment. Most people love to hear the sweetness of Relay's messages. But with sweetness comes bitterness. The messages of Relay encompasses both of those things. And we see many people with Medjugorje ignoring these things because they want to be deaf and blind. November 2nd, 2006, Our Lady says, God is sending me to warn you. Do not shut your eyes before the truth. We have a lot of signs in front of us. It's crystal clear, but people still don't want to deal with it. Or the mindset is, I want to be better tomorrow. She continues with those words, your time is a short time. Do you feel that? Do you feel the vibrations in the world now shaking? The tremors of the earthquakes coming? Or you just don't want to think about it? And you take the scriptures wrong. Today has enough troubles of its own. I'm not going to look at tomorrow. And yes, that's biblical. But because we have such a short time, Our Lady is telling us we have to change the future now in the present. So after she says, November 2nd, 2006, your time is a short time, she says this, do not permit delusion to begin to rule over you. If it's not ruling over you, she wouldn't be saying, do not permit it to rule over you. So that's a warning that comes from heaven. Are you convinced? Is that enough? Evidently it's not, because our lady says more about these things. She says, August 2nd, 2011, as individuals, my children, you cannot stop the evil that wants to begin to rule in this world and to destroy it. How many times do we have to hear the greatest creature in heaven amongst all the saints, all the angels, that has so much credibility as the queen over the population of heaven and earth and all creation, that when she says there is plans for the world to be destroyed, it's an astounding thing. Those in the hierarchy of the church are not open to this. And therefore, hundreds of millions of Catholics are therefore not open to it. And if they were open to it, even the Protestants would be open to it because that kind of number brings influence to the rest of the population and all other Christians. So with that message of August 2nd, Alay says, 
March 2, 2013, do not shut your eyes to the warnings which the Heavenly Father sends to you. Further in this message, he says, cast away the darkness that wants to surround you and come to rule over you. How many times do we need to hear from the Virgin Mary, the Queen of Heaven, the Queen of Peace, say these things to understand we're in this moment, a pivotal moment, a crossroads of mankind's direction? On January 25th, 2015, our lady says, Now, as never before, Satan wants to suffocate man and his soul by his contagious wind of hatred and unrest. And then she gives us a forecast. She says, hatred and war are growing from day to day. She's like a weatherman. Rain, snow, hurricanes, tornadoes. You have all that. You pay attention to the weatherman. People prepare for the hurricanes. They board up the windows. She's begging us. And she said in this message, contagious wind of hatred and unrest. This forecast of a contagious wind is more contagious than coronavirus and deadly. Our Lady says November 25th, 2001, another forecast. Peacelessness has begun to reign in the hearts and hatred reigns in the world. Another forecasted report. Get your umbrellas. She's not telling you to go run for your umbrellas because your umbrella is the rosary. Fasting, peace, penance. That's the rain gear that you need. Are you tired of hearing about the forecast and the storms? My lady's not tired of it. She's not being weary of telling you these things. She says, March 25th, 2020. Satan is raining and wants to destroy your lives and the earth on which you walk. How many times does she have to say this to us? By now you say, I get it, I get it. Then why has that lady been saying this for 40 years? Because we haven't gotten this yet. We say, oh yeah, okay, he wants to destroy the world. How will he do that? That's what this broadcast is about. A forecast of Satan's plans. But our lady's not through. September 25th, 2020, Our Lady says, God loves you and is sending me to save you and the earth on which you live. Well, that's nice. She's coming to save it. But we got to go back to the negative perspective to understand it. If God is sending her to save you and me, and she adds, and the earth on which you live means that man... It's not going to just disappear. It will be with man and the earth. We're talking about the end of the world. We're talking about had Our Lady not come, we would not exist. The earth would not exist. But we're just here at September 2020. That's just four months ago. So why is sun shining in Florida or on the coast or the east coast and everything's nice, just a little breeze, the hurricane way out there in the ocean can be seen from the satellites. Our Lady's in heaven. She's got the satellite telescope, and she sees that hurricane. And you think everything's nice. 
Everything's okay. I got bread. I got milk. I got eggs. I can run to the grocery store. I have all these things. She is forecasting a storm that if we don't respond and board up our windows, prepare our spiritual life, we won't make it through it. Do you get it? Do you understand the forecast? Do you believe the forecast? Do you believe these things are going to happen? Well, let's go back to these again, because that lady says other things about man and the world being destroyed. January 25th, 1991, when she says Satan wishes to destroy human life and nature and the planet in which you live, she says, therefore, dear children, so here comes the solutions. This is the boarding up of the windows, protecting yourself. Therefore, dear children, pray that you can protect yourselves through prayer with the blessings of God's peace. God sent me to help you. I thank you because your response is serving God and peace. August 2nd, 2011. The message quoted already to you. You cannot stop the evil that wants to begin to rule in this world and destroy it. And then our lady gives the words how to batten down the hatches so you won't be destroyed along with the world. She adds to the message, but according to God's will, altogether with my son, you can change everything and heal the world. Paint yourself. What kind of time are we in when our lady is here telling us this is what's going to happen, and if you do what I'm telling you what you're doing, this is what's going to happen. But we're not there yet, because not a lot of people are paying attention to the weather warnings that heaven's given us through this queen. And in the November 25, 2001, when our lady says, Peacelessness has begun to reign in hearts and hatred reigns in the world. But Our Lady says, for the remedy before that, prepare your hearts for the coming of the King of Peace, that with his blessing he may give peace to the whole world. So Our Lady's not given a forecast, a gloom of doom, unless we ourselves lose everything. She wants us to be born anew in prayer, she says August 2nd, 2011. And in that same message, her forecast was, you cannot stop the evil that wants to begin to rule in this world and to destroy it. And then she says, but according to God's will, all together with my son, you can change everything and heal the world. In the forecast of March 25th, 2020, Our Lady adds to the words what she said, Satan is reigning and wants to destroy your lives and the earth on which you walk. Be courageous and decide for holiness. And you will see conversion in your hearts and families. Prayer will be heard. Not maybe. Prayer will be heard. The storm will be turned away. She continues and says, God will hear your cries and give you peace. Carefully reading our lady's messages, anticipating them, praying through them, fasting to understand them, you see the mysteries and how close our lady is to us. We've quoted August 2nd, 2011, about we are people who have lost ourselves when we lost God. 
and that you cannot stop evil that wants to begin to rule this world and destroy it. But just four days ago, January 21st, 2021, Our Lady refers back to this message of 2011 in an incredible way. Yvonne has an apparition in Medjugorje in his chapel. The day after, Biden is sworn in. January 21st, 2021. We know we're headed for trouble. And Our Lady confirms this. She gives a forecast about being oppressed and weary and needing rest. What does Our Lady say? She says, Dear children, in the gospel, my son many times tells us the words, Come to me, all you who are oppressed and weary, and I will give you rest. Our Lady continues, I will give you strength. In the 2011 message, August 2nd, Our Lady says, I call you together in God's family to be strengthened. She bridges this message of destroying the world to just a few days ago through Yvonne's message, I will give you strength. Going back to 2011, to be strengthened with the Father's strength. Eva's message continues and says, Also today I invite you, dear children, to come to him, to meet him, decide for him, and go with him in the future. August 2nd, 2011, Our Lady says, relaying through these words, I call you to be born anew in prayer. She's spoken about the future. She says, Become a new people with my son. A people who knows that if they've lost God, they've lost themselves. Despite all suffering and trials, they are secure and saved. Eva's message a few days ago says, Oppressed and weary, decide for him, and go with him into the future. And in this way, you will be safe and secure, for this world cannot give you the security and peace. It's really amazing. 2011, suffering and trials, and you are secure and saved, despite all the sufferings. The 2011 message says, To be strengthened with the Father's strength. Yvonne's message quotes scriptures, I will give you strength, and you'll be safe and secure. And finally, going back to 2011, you can change everything and heal the world. But to do that, you need to understand, we need to understand where we are. And to do that, we're going to go back to the book, They Fired the First Shot, 2012. Because of this message of August 2nd, which is about the great struggle between Satan and my son, souls are at stake, something else parallels that I wrote in They Fired the First Shot, that puts clarity on what we're in the middle at this moment. A moment of crisis. A moment as light versus the dark. A moment for the decision, who's going to win? What you're about to hear could not be explained when it was written because it hasn't happened yet. I saw it through the messages. I understood what Obama was doing. And it's written in ink in a book that was published nine years ago of exactly what's happening now. I saw very clearly Obama was after not just the second term that he was running for at that moment, but he was going to do a third term. His third term is Biden. Don't make any beans about this. He wanted it to be when Hillary was running and they messed up. They didn't get enough votes when they tried to steal it. 
So evil is coming to rule. And that's when Obama was elected. And now we're in a tremendous struggle. That is going to be a causation for our lady to come to start crushing the head of the serpent. Listen carefully. We are foolishly observing what Obama is taking in authority and not seeing that his re-election efforts will be filled with abuses of our electoral process. Who can doubt that there will be massive fraud in the election process to keep Obama in a second term when the first term set him up to have dictatorial power? Will he then have the ability to stay in office after his second term and the power to do whatever he wants done to go into a third term? And if not stopped, his executive orders, laws, regulations, and his actions can allow him to take a permanent term? This is the mindset seen in those that surround Obama and those who have appointed him as their stool pigeon. Obama already displays he is not concerned about re-election. As of April-May 2012, does he believe he will have consolidated his power and will reign unchallenged by then? This is not said in regard to any other candidate. Rather, he has amassed enough power to act, if he chooses, before the election to keep power. And he has amassed enough power to act after the election to hold power. In his taking of power, Americans believe in goodness too much to believe this is planned by Obama. They believed and still believe that Obama is good. But good does not deliver evil. You heard everything you need to know. Their lady came to the earth to save it and the people upon the earth. If you believe in the apparitions, you have to accept that. And many do, but they don't believe it. Accepting one thing and to believe it is to act on it. You just heard from they fired the first shot what Obama was going to do. Nobody at that time, no talk show host would mention that Obama was a tyrant. At that time, there still was a protocol that you don't say things like that about a president. I said in his first term, this man is a tyrant and an evil man. And so what you just heard read can't be denied nine prophetic years, a novena. So the truth came down in Pentecost after they prayed nine days in the upper room. Nothing's by chance. God always leaves us a trail to read and see and understand and interpret. It's clear. So let's go down from the messages to the earth, what's taking place right now. We have an illegal situation in the presidency. Biden is not the president, except by fraud. Not maybe, but infallibly known. Overwhelming evidence everywhere that tells us he represents darkness. When Jesus was in the desert, the devil came to him and wanted to dialogue with Jesus. He wanted to convince Jesus that he's going to help him. Jesus rebuked him. 
Why is the representatives of Christ, our bishops, not rebuking Biden? They want to sit down and have a dialogue with them. When I released on January 19th, blind to your wrong about the bishops, that you own this situation, you brought this about, we're in the mess because of the bishops and their policies through the bishop conferences. I want to lead you down a road to understand how the world and why the world will be destroyed by the path that we're on now. After the writing was released on the 19th, there was a scramble in the Bishop's Conference to get together where they talked late in the night, Tuesday night, to hurry up and get a statement about Biden because they were getting hit left and right about what I wrote based in the messages, based in wisdom, and based in truth. That these circumstances of the bishop's silence is birthed what we have now. This is important to follow the trail to see where we're headed and where our lady wants us to be headed to. Archbishop Gomez came up with a statement that they were going to release at 9 a.m. the next morning on the 20th of the swearing in, supposedly a rebuke of Biden. Because so much resistance the bishops were getting, evidently, they even made it earlier to 7 a.m. Why the scramble? In other words, there was a firestorm in front of them from this writing that we put out on the 19th. So they wanted to pour as much water as possible to put the fire out. Instead of water, they put more gasoline on it with their statement because it's a nothing statement. They say, oh, we're strong. We're going to go after Biden. We're going to tell him he's wrong. We're going to dialogue with him. But it comes up like what you've done in the past. Empty words. Let me quote Gomez and what he says. Working with President Biden will be unique. However, as he is our first president in 60 years to profess the Catholic faith. The statement continues. It will be refreshing to engage with a president who clearly understands in a deep and personal way the importance of religious faith and institutions. I don't want to say the bishop is brain dead, but I don't know where he's coming from. Where in the world does he get that? If you think that shocks you what he says, the next sentence for all the bishops in the United States of America to endorse, Archbishop Gomez says, quote, Mr. Biden's piety and personal story, his moving witness to how his faith has brought him solace in times of darkness and tragedy. His long-standing commitment to the gospel's priority for the poor. All of this I find hopeful and inspiring. I don't know what this bishop is about. I don't know what those who endorse this, who put this in their diocese, puts this out. It's insane. And you wonder why the peasants in the pew are not upset? You think you're going to talk to the devil? Jesus again, I said, rebuked him. How come they're rebuking Biden? They want to work with him. They can't wait to. We can talk him into it. We're smart. Really? Let's go from the 20th to January 21st, the very next day. 17 very, very bad executive orders that is very damaging not only to this country, but to the whole world. It puts it on the Antichrist system. So do you start seeing now? 
a lady's going to have to start now crushing the serpent's head. That's why I wrote on the 18th, this week is unlike any other week since 1776. You will start seeing the Virgin Mary crush the serpent's head. Am I saying Biden? No, I'm not. I'm saying Biden and the whole group of him represent the Antichrist system. So go over 18 from that writing, the next day, the 19th, about the bishops blind to their wrong. The inauguration day, the bishops' conference statement from Archbishop Gomez that we're going to talk to Biden and say that he's going to do some evil things. But we're going to work with him because, as I quoted, Gomez says, all of this I find hopeful and inspiring. That's the 20th. So the 21st, all the executive orders, brings us to January 22nd. From the White House, the briefing room, statement from President Biden and Vice President Harris on the 40th anniversary of Road versus Wade. Can you believe the timing of all this? The bishop's going to come down on him, but they want to work with him because they think they can convince him. And he's so piety and he's such a good Catholic. Let's see what the good Catholic says. Quote, we are deeply committed to making sure everyone has access to care, including reproductive health care, regardless of income, race, zip codes, health insurance status, or immigration status. Remember, this is the fraudulent president and vice president. The Biden-Harris administration is committed to codifying Roe v. Wade and appointing judges that respect foundational precedents like Roe. They end this statement from the White House as Biden-Harris administration begins in this critical moment. Bishop, did you hear this? The critical moment. Now is the time to rededicate ourselves to ensuring that all individuals have access to health care, meaning abortion on demand. I added doors meeting abortion on demands, but that's what they're talking about. And our bishops are going to talk to the devil? And you wonder why our lady saying these things about Satan wants to destroy the whole world and all of man. Our lady is here to stop this. How is that going to happen? Do we have a trail that can show us that all this is going to be confronted? Our lady said August 29th, 1982. Our lady tells us this. She says, I come from the people. She puts herself among us. And then she says, I cannot do anything without the help of God. So how does she move God for her to do something? She continues and she says, I too must pray like you. She's not going to God and say, hey, God, do this for me. She has to be praying. So I too must pray like you. And then she adds to this. It is because of that that I can only say to you, pray fast, and do penance. So let's shed more light on this message by another message. August 19, 1988. I cannot do anything, and I want to do a lot, but I can't do it without you. Your decisions are weak. Only through prayer can you receive this strength, this vigor. And she reinforces this again on August 4, 1988. I want your corporation... I want to work with you. Your cooperation is necessary to me. I cannot do anything without you. There is a principle in heaven 
that our age just can't just raise a hand up to God and say, would you go do this? She has been working since 1981 to build an army of people. And she's told us repeatedly, I'm happy to see you in large numbers. Many times on Apparition Mountain, even when Maria used to be there with Yvonne, she would say, I'm happy to see you in large numbers. Why? Because those numbers would dwindle. Many people left Medjugorje, or they didn't follow what they asked to do. She needed people who had staying power. So it becomes very clear that God confines Mary's intercession through the prayers that she incites of the people of the earth. So she comes among us. I am of the people, she said, as I've already quoted to you. These are important principles to understand the war we're in at this moment. With darkness, who wants to overshadow the light? So you have to have the fundamentals to understand what Our Lady is doing, what God's doing, what Jesus is doing with his mother, and why she's appeared in 1981. I saw these things. I realized I started praying way back in the early 80s, even at the end of the 70s, praying for our nation, knowing where it was going. So when I connected with Medjugorje, we began December 8th through the 12th, reconcile ourselves, our families, our nation back to God. That started in 1993. Seven novenas a year. Tens of millions of prayers have been prayed for this. We were giving this to Our Lady. Why was I doing that? Because I knew the United States was in trouble and the whole world would be in trouble if the United States falls. After Maria's first visit of three months, she comes back in 1999, to participate in the five days of reconciling ourselves, our nation, back to God. I'm giving you this homework to understand where we are, what's come up in the next weeks and months for our nation. This is part of the history that gives Our Lady the ability to intervene for us. So we continued these annually. Many prayers, patriotic rosaries, many writings. And we finally come to July 3rd, 2008. We are able to be in the field with Our Lady and consecrate the United States of America into her hands. The next night, July 4th, 2008, we did it again. Two consecrations. What happened? Our Lady said, I accept that. Why she accept that? Because she inspired it. She has to have these to go before God. What happens next year, July 3rd? 2009, we consecrate the families of the nation and of the whole world. Our Lady accepted that because we know nations are made up of families. Families are made up of individuals. And if they're not consecrated as individual, the family's not consecrated, what good is the consecration for the nation? As go the family, goes the nation. As the nation goes the world. So we go to the next night in 2009, to July 4th, We did another consecration to Our Lady of the United States of America, giving it to her. And what did Maria say? She accepted this. Something happened in heaven when Our Lady got this. But it wasn't enough again because things were brewing. Obama's the president by then. We see things going. You just heard and they fired the first shot. Everything prophetically happening right today, nine years ago. So from 2009, we go to 2012, July 3rd, consecration of the United States again. Think about that. 
Do you understand what was happening? We're kneeling in the field. We are talking to Our Lady while she's there in our presence. Where in 2,000 years of history has several thousand people where the Virgin Mary in the spiritual realm has come into the physical realm where Maria sees her physically? She's on the earth. She's in the field of apparitions, the place, this valley to consecrate this country where all the prayers have been going for years and years. And what happens from there? This is the fifth consecration. And what does the lady say? She finally gives a message to us. Evidently, through all these prayers, all these years, everything, sacrifices, patriarchate rosaries, think about this, and this is right at the end of me writing. They fired the first shot. We have, at this point, under our belt, the August 2nd, 2011 message, where she says, as individuals, my children, you cannot stop the evil that wants to begin to rule. That's where Obama came in the situation. He said, well, he's just a man. That's true. And we're just men. And our lady's telling us, I can't do anything without you. The devil uses people and God uses people. So here we are, July 3rd, 2012. Our lady finally gives a message. Form and make prayer groups through which we will pray for your healing and the healing of this nation to draw closer to God and to me. How did we get this message? Why did we get this message? We've had five consecrations. By this time, I had already written about prayer groups for everybody to form prayer groups, constitutional small prayer groups. Groups. Is that by chance? Is that a fluke? Or is it a tracing of Our Lady watching what we're given to her, committed to the small little group of people who expands out across the country and other nations that join us? But it doesn't end there because the next, the next night is July 4th, 2012. What happens then? We consecrate the United States again in her presence. She stands there and listens to us. Then we go to July 3rd, 2013. Again, consecrating the United States of America to Our Lady. And then July 4th, 2013, again we do that. That's eight consecrations. That means something. How do we know it means something? Because Maria is a visionary. Maria has been tested with every kind of scientific test that she's seen somebody in front of her. We can take the word for the scientists if you have to, if you have no faith. If you want to stick your fingers through Jesus' wounds to see if he resurrected. But for the most part, we don't need that. We believed in Our Lady. And if we believe that, we have to believe these consecrations and what we are today and what Biden's doing and what darkness doing, what Obama's doing and this cabal's doing, what Our Lady's going to be able to do. I can't do nothing without you. We've given her everything. We're praying. We're fasting. You say, oh, but we're just such a small number. How are we going to do this? Way back in 1983, May 25th, Our Lady says, assemble about 20 young people who are ready to follow Jesus without reservation. Bring them together within a month's notice. I will initiate them into the spiritual life. What does that sound like? I tell you what it sounds like. It's an echo to me because I was in the bedroom, kneeling beside Maria. Our Lady appears to Maria 
And after the apparition, Maria says, Our Lady wants to start a community here. I was shocked. I had it in my heart, but I never dreamed that Our Lady would call for it. That's in 1988. Five years ago, she called for that in Medjugorje. So she said, I will initiate them in the spiritual life. That's the community caritas. There can even be more than 20. So remember, she said young people. Then she adds this. There can be more than 20. Even some adults and children can participate. All those who will accept the rule. We don't live by rule here. We start getting light and striking us, storms over us, persecution. The bishop calls me in. I want your rule. I said, Bishop, we don't live by rule. He says, I want your rule. I said, we live a way of life. He says, when you write that down, I want your rule. I would have never written that down. I didn't have to think about it because Our Lady gave it in my heart. That's what she said in the message. All those who accept the rule. Where does the rule come from? It comes from heaven. That's what we live here at Caritas. We're not special. We're not above anybody else. We're sinners. But one thing we realize, we don't need numbers. We don't need huge armies. We just had to believe how she ended that message in 1983 in Medjugorje. She says, the persons who follow these rules will be consecrated whatever their state in life may be. Why is this important? Because this is the ingredients, this is the plan, this is the layout for what we are living in these days at this moment. The scriptures gives us the understanding that it's not big numbers that win. It's those who have God with them. In Judas Maccabees, it talks about the army talking to Judas. Quote, but when they saw the army coming against him, they said to Judas, how can we, few as we are, Fight such a strong host as this. Besides, we are weak since we've not eaten today. The church is weak today because we don't get the food from the puppet. We don't get it from our bishops. We are weak. Our lady says, I'm trying to tell you to pray. Your decisions are weak, she says. And I want to do a lot. That's what God wanted to do with Judas. And the scripture continues. But Judas says... Many are easily hemmed in by a few. In the sight of heaven, there is no difference between deliverance by many or by few. Gather 20 people up. We've got a monster in front of us right now, ready to destroy and eating alive our nation. And we're weak. We don't know which way to go. Do we need numbers? The scriptures of Maccabees continues. After it states, there is no difference between deliverance by many or by few. For victory in war does not depend upon the size of the army, but the strength that comes from heaven. We have had heaven come down here. Eight times consecration, 140 apparitions. Pray, dear children, during this time. Only through the prayer can you receive this strength and this vigor from heaven. August 19, 1988. So in the Old Testament, we have those words. It doesn't come from the size of the army, but the strength that comes from heaven. Our Lady here has done this for us. She has been a drill sergeant with us, saying only through prayer can you receive this strength. Do you see? Do you feel? Are you understanding now how big this is? The end of the world? The end of mankind? 
We're there, people. Do you believe these things? We got scriptures. We got the reality of the Bidens, the Obamas, the cabal, the evil, everything taking place. The Bishop Conference failing, going to try to talk to the devil about abortion, thinking they're going to do that. All paralleled by Our Lady coming here every day, teaching, coaching, giving messages for the world as never before. And you think this is just going on? We're just going to be underneath this presidency? No, something is going to happen. Darkness is going to stay at the hem of our nation. And it's not by might. It's by prayer that you get might. So we have Afghanistan. Russia goes in there. Ten years. Could not defeat these people. They're rugged fighters. The Taliban. 50,000 Russians dead. And what happened to the Russians? They left. All those men died for nothing. They couldn't conquer them. And then 9-11 comes along. And now it's we who have to do something. We have to react. Gather a small group of people. Sounds like it is, didn't it? 20 people. And take these people to Afghanistan. See, what happened in Afghanistan, you bring a big army there. The Taliban's got big armies there, too. So what did they do? They put together 12 men to go down and take down Afghanistan. How's that going to work? That don't make sense. That's what Judas Maccabee was saying. It doesn't make sense. But see, the principle, there's no difference between deliverance of many or by few. The victory in war does not depend upon the size of the army, but the strength that comes from heaven. Our Lady is here for this. She's got all the ammo. She's got the consecrations. And we're up to a monster. There was an individual in the military who decided to send these 12 instead of a huge army. So these 12 guys go in there. When they get in Afghanistan, they had never been on horses. There were a few Afghanis with them to get them through the mountains to flush out the Taliban. In only a few days, with ferocious fighting, incredible battles, they brought down the Taliban. 600 of them surrendered to these 12. It was an incredible battle. Everybody should read this book to understand what's going on with that lady right now. And more that I want to tell you. Because the man who put this together is Chris Miller. He is Trump's Secretary of Defense. This guy put together something very unconventional in warfare. But yet it goes back to the Maccabees principle. Why is all this important? Why has this been brought up? To help you understand how heaven is working. To give you more further insight of the trail that we've been following that Our Lady leads us on, this past 4th July, 2020, I told everybody for the first time ever we're going to go up to the mountain of the cross for the apparition time. We'll have one community member in the field because we've always have prayed there for the apparition. I talked to the community before we started praying the rosary, and there were visitors gathered with us from around the nation coming to pray on July 4th. Maria, having been so many times here, all the consecrations that took place, she called that morning and said that she's going to Apparition Mountain to pray for our beautiful nation. That in itself is a huge statement that she remembered. I didn't call her the day before to remind her of July 4th. She was motivated, inspired to do that. 
There it begins. I can't do anything without you. Our Lady prompts the prayer in us. She draws it out of our hearts so she can take this before God to give us the strength and the vigor of what we need. You'll hear what was said on top of the mountain at the cross about six months ago. And as you listen to this, something else was paralleling at the same moment, which is very, very profound. Before I get started, I want to tell you a few things this morning. We have, um, I talked to Maria earlier. She woke up this morning and went to Apparition Mountain and prayed for America's birthday. And this is so impressed in her heart. She's not doing it for any other nations, but she does it for our nation because she's had four consecrations. She's seen a lady give a message for our country. And no country in the world has had that. And that's formed prayer groups. And that would be basically the healing of this nation. She said that standing there in the field. There's more to the message, but the point I want to make is this is consecrated ground. We spent decades to get the point where this cross is on this mountain. Maria is going to give and recommend the community and you here today at 1140. She's going to give the United States back in consecration of the remembrance of what she's done here already. And know you be on the knees at that moment that the Mother of God has been discussed by Maria, just like I'm talking to you at that moment. So the whole prayer preceding this enter into the privileges. Who has done that kind of thing? Our Lady has embraced this cross. Our Lady has blessed it on two different occasions. This cross was built for the soul of America. We did it with our labor over 25 years praying for it to happen. So this is really built for the soul of America. Most churches build symbols and everything, but there's no grace attached to it. They just give an image of what they say, who they are. This is zero ground. These three places, the field, the bedroom, apparitions in here, ground zero for America. So what we're doing today is a serious thing. It's in the heart of Our Lady because there's no change of any nation in the world unless our nation changed. And that's why the devil is so active at this moment, profoundly active. And we're in trouble. There's many things that we see and you see easily now into Christ. Nobody can see it five years, ten years, twenty years ago. We saw it through the message. We know this is where we've been heading for. So we take this serious and go enter into this. Mariana, you remember the message that she said, one of her apparitions, and there was only 50 people there. And in those 50 people, they prayed three hours before the apparition. And Ale says, thank you for this great day of prayer. And I was here when I got the message, and I thought, what happened? What was in the news? Did the Pope do something? Why was this a great day of prayer for the whole world? A year later, maybe nine months, when I don't know the time frame, I asked Mariana, I says, on this message, you had this, you said a great day of prayer. What happened? And she says, I don't know. What, what are you talking about? I says, you said, the lady said, on this great day of prayer, 
I said, what happened in apparition? Did she say something? And she had to ponder it for a minute. And she said, oh, I know. We had these people here, and they were so fevered in their prayer. They were so deep into it. And if our lady can say something for the whole world, for 50 people, it can be the same thing for us. It's not the numbers. It's the heart. Elijah closed heaven with one prayer. Three years later, one prayer, he opened the heavens. So it's not numbers, it's heart. If just one of you can do that, or as, as a group can do that, something happens. Just to recap this, while we're on the mountain on July 4th, consecrating our nation again, at the same time, Maria had gone to the mountain that morning praying for our nation. And while we're up on the mountain, at apparition time, Maria is before Our Lady in her chapel, talking to Our Lady about our nation, giving it to her again. But there's another spiritual aspect to this drama, a third thing, that we understand on that day, Trump himself is signing an executive order on July 4th, 2020. Remember, Our Lady says, I can't do anything without you, and your decisions are weak. Only through prayer can you receive this strength and vigor. It's important to repeat this message, because this triangle, we on top of Penitentiary Mountain for the soul of America, and Maria in Medjugorje, and President Trump, we understand signed an executive order. To understand this as simple as possible, or something that's very complex. Our founding fathers created a republic, not a democracy, a republic. And somewhere around 1871 or so, they converted the republic to a corporation. And since that time, we operated that way. It was a takeover of our nation. So the executive order that Trump signed on July 4th, 2020, as we understand it, dissolved the corporation, and declared a new republic. What does that mean? It means we're in a great struggle. In Trump's farewell speech, he says, we will see you soon in a new form. That gives more confirmation that he has something planned. And if we go back to the August 2nd, 2011 message, represents August 2nd, 1981. A great struggle is about to unfold between my son and Satan. We are in the middle of this, people, right now. This is huge. Interesting enough, in this message of 2011, August 2nd, she says, Today I call you to be born anew. That executive order rebirths the republic. These words aren't by chance. And in the three perils that George Washington saw... Our Lady kept referring to the Son of the Republic, telling him to look and learn. So in this 2011 message, to be born anew. And she says, to become a new people with my Son. This is where we're headed. A new people, a new republic that will follow the light. Why do we have to be renewed? Because we've lost God. We lost ourselves. We lost who we are as a people, a democracy, all these kinds of things. It's not true. Our Lady's message says here, a new people with my son, a people who knows that if they have lost God, they have lost themselves, a people who knows that with God, despite all sufferings and trials, they are secure and saved. 
That's what the new republic will be about. Our Lady continues and says, I call you to gather into God's family and be strengthened with the Father's strength. As individuals, my children, you cannot stop the evil that wants to begin to rule in this world and destroy it. But according to God's will, all together with my son of the republic, I'm adding republic, referring to Trump, you can change everything and heal the world. So that one sentence, but according to God's will, all together with my son, you can change everything and heal the world. That is what our lady is here for. To crush the serpent's head. And the day after the inauguration, our lady says to Yvonne, for us, I will give you strength. Decide for him, God, and go with him to the future. And in this way, you will be safe and secure. Along with the dissolving the corporation and declaring a new republic, Chris Miller, who put together the 12 horse soldiers who took over Afghanistan, trumpet him 100% over the whole military. And because the corporation doesn't exist anymore, the military does. There's a lot of unknowns with these things. But we can learn more by listening to Trump the day before this, July 4th. On July 3rd, he was at Mount Rushmore, and he gives hints that validate what we're talking about. Listen carefully to what he says. Our founders boldly declared that we are all endowed with the same divine rights given us by our Creator in heaven, and that which God has given us, we will allow no one ever to take away, ever. 1776 represented the culmination of thousands of years of Western civilization and the triumph of not only spirit, but of wisdom, philosophy, and reason. And yet, as we meet here tonight, there is a growing danger that threatens every blessing our ancestors fought so hard for, struggled, they bled to secure. Our nation is witnessing a merciless campaign to wipe out our history, to fame our heroes, erase our values, and indoctrinate our children. They think the American people are weak and soft and submissive. But no, the American people are strong and proud, and they will not allow our country and all of its values, history, and culture to be taken from them. One of their political weapons is cancel culture, driving people from their jobs and demanding total submission from anyone who disagrees. This is the very definition of totalitarianism, and it is completely alien to our culture and to our values, and it has absolutely no place in the United States of America. This attack on our liberty, our magnificent liberty, must be stopped, and it will be stopped very quickly. We will expose this dangerous movement 
protect our nation's children, end this radical assault, and preserve our beloved American way of life. There is a new far-left fascism that demands absolute allegiance. If you do not speak its language, perform its rituals, recite its mantras, and follow its commandments, then you will be censored, banished, blacklisted, persecuted, and punished. Not going to happen to us. Make no mistake, this left-wing cultural revolution is designed to overthrow the American Revolution. In so doing, they would destroy the very civilization that lifted humanity to new heights of achievement, discovery, and progress. To make this possible, they are determined to tear down every statue, symbol, and memory of our national heritage. That's very true, actually. Tonight, I will tell you, and most importantly, the youth of our nation, the true stories of these great, great men. From head to toe, George Washington represented the strength, grace, and dignity of the American people. From a small volunteer force of citizen farmers, he created the Continental Army out of nothing and rallied them to stand against the most powerful military on Earth. Through eight long years, through the brutal winter at Valley Forge, through setback after setback on the field of battle, he led those patriots to ultimate triumph. When the army had dwindled to a few thousand men at Christmas of 1776, when defeat seemed absolutely certain, he took what remained of his forces on a daring nighttime crossing of the Delaware River. They marched through nine miles of frigid darkness, many without boots on their feet, leaving a trail of blood in the snow. In the morning, they seized victory at Trenton after forcing the surrender of the most powerful empire on the planet at Yorktown. General Washington did not claim power, but simply returned to Mount Vernon as a private citizen. When called upon again, he presided over the Constitutional Convention in Philadelphia and was unanimously elected our first president. When he stepped down after two terms, his former adversary, King George, called him the greatest man of the age. He remains first in our hearts to this day. For as long as Americans love this land, we will honor and cherish the father of our country, George Washington. He will never be removed, abolished, and most of all, he will never be forgotten. No movement that seeks to dismantle these treasured American legacies can possibly have a love of America at its heart. No person who remains quiet at the destruction of this resplendent heritage can possibly lead us to a better future. The radical ideology attacking our country advances 
under the banner of social justice. But in truth, it would demolish both justice and society. It would transform justice into an instrument of division and vengeance. And it would turn our free and inclusive society into a place of repression, domination, and exclusion. They want to silence us, but we will not be silenced. We will state the truth in full without apology. We declare that the United States of America is the most just and exceptional nation ever to exist on Earth. We are proud of the fact that our country was founded on Judeo-Christian principles. And we understand that these values have dramatically advanced the cause of peace and justice throughout the world. We know that the American family is the bedrock of American life. Every child of every color, born and unborn, is made in the holy image of God. Here tonight, before the eyes of our forefathers, Americans declare again, as we did 244 years ago, that we will not be tyrannized, we will not be demeaned, and we will not be intimidated by bad, evil people. It will not happen. We will proclaim the ideals of the Declaration of Independence, and we will never surrender the spirit and the courage and the cause of July 4th, 1776. Upon this ground, we will stand firm and unwavering in the face of lies meant to divide us, demoralize us, and diminish us. We will show that the story of America unites us, inspires us, includes us all, and makes everyone free. What you just heard makes it clear that we have another, we have a second son of the republic, a new republic, a second George Washington. His portrait fades and his memory is gone. Earthquake cracked his tower of stone. His voice still echoes, charge on, charge on. God bless America with her son, George Washington. Taxes enslaved the colonies. Men who lived and died to be free Fought the iron fist of tyranny with liberty God blessed America With her son, George Washington No surrender and no retreat First in war and first in peace Father, soldier, and a citizen Gave his soul to God His heart to his countrymen Bullets flew from out of sight Heaven changed 
shows the sparrow's life as soldiers bled and horses fell. Let us mount through the gates of hell, from Valley Forge to Yorktown Roar. Found a country in one war. Amen. Amen. No surrender and no retreat. First in war and first in peace. Father and the soldier and the citizen gave his soul to God and his heart to his countrymen. When the war was finally won, glory came to Washington. Refused the crown and took a bow. So help me, God, was his vow. California sun, we keep looking for another one. We'll find our hope back where we started from. May God bless America with another George Washington, and give your soul to God and your heart to your countrymen. If these things do not come into being, darkness wins. Take your rosary. Take your fast in these days. Pray as never before. Because we know Mariana says March 18th is important in the future because something's going to happen. If you've ever prayed in your life, this is the moment. We've climbed the mountain of 40 years. We're there at the peak. Everything's in front of us. Once you climb a peak, you can go one way or the other. The balance depends upon your prayers, your fasting, your sacrifices, your patriotic rosaries, your heart given to Our Lady, the love that descends down upon the earth every day, and how she is guided specifically to us, especially to be able to live in this beautiful nation that across the whole world is looking at, at this moment, what is happening. We are headed toward the crescendo. What is that crescendo? It's the three secrets. Everything is piling up for that. Because the purpose of the secrets is to prove the apparitions of the Virgin Mary And what will she do? She's going to step aside, and there's going to be Jesus. Not hundreds of thousands, not millions, not hundreds of millions, but billions of people will convert to her son. That's what this is about. It's that big. We're in the moment. That's why we push ourselves here at Caritas, at this community, gathered 20 or more to be a small group. They have great impact. Not only on you, but the whole world. But we depend on you. Pray for us. 
Help us do what we do. And we will help you and pray for you. We end with this message of August 25th, 1994. Today, I am united with you in prayer in a special way, praying for the gift of the presence of my beloved son in your home country. I pray and intercede before my son, Jesus, so that the dream that your fathers had may be fulfilled. Pray, little children, in a special way because Satan is strong and wants to destroy hope in your heart. I bless you. We have the greatest ornament in our arsenal, the Holy Virgin Mary. Pray and hope for these next weeks. With all you've heard, we know something's going to happen. We know there is a plan. At Trump's farewell speech, he ended by saying, We will be back in some form. We will see you soon. We wish you Our Lady. We love you. Good night. This ends the Radio Wave broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.